Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. I'm Matt Leon. The Villanova University women's basketball team is headed to the NCAA tournament. The 23-8 Wildcats earned an at-large berth out of the Big East Conference. They are the 11 seed in the Wichita region. And in the first round, they will play the 6 seed BYU on Saturday afternoon in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Spoke with Villanova head coach Denise Dillon about the excitement of getting into the field, the matchup with BYU, and more. So before we start talking about the matchup, uh, let's go to the selection show. You guys were, uh, if there's a bubble on top of a bubble, you were probably on that for the longest time. I was seeing in the bracketology that you were the first team out, which would have been absolutely heartbreaking. How were you feeling heading into the selection show? I mean, not what you're telling the team, not what you're projecting to the media, what are you thinking when you're walking in there that night? Uh, well, I, I feel I, I had great excitement. I don't know. I just felt uh, really good about uh, where we were at the time, uh, the end of the season, when all these conversations were being had. And, and perhaps it was based off of just some of the uh, positivity of our staff and um, support staff. Like everyone just saying, like, we're good. Like, we feel good about this. So uh, when you're surrounded by that, yeah, you, you jump on board. But there wasn't yeah, a time even with the team, we were practicing hard, we were competing at practice to prepare for the NSA tournament. So I just stayed with that uh, vibe uh, as we set up a, a show, you know, a um, Selection Sunday show there in the pavilion, uh, a gathering. So we, we were confident we were going to, our, num- our name was going to be called. And when it shows up, What's the reaction? I mean, obviously you see the video, everybody goes bonkers, mm-hmm. but did it take a second for you to process? Do you immediately go into coach mode and see BYU well, and start thinking like, what do, what do you go through? No, well, I, honestly, I didn't see who our matchup was, uh, but it, it was then I'll bring it back to that, Matt. It was a little bit of panic because there's a lot of teams uh, already uh, named and you were running out of time. And I was sitting between uh, Maddie Seacrest and Brianna Hurley and, and Brianna was thinking like, oh my gosh, like how many are left? And Maddie, of course, knew the number, like she was tracking it closely. Uh, so I just continued to run, remind them like, we're good. And then I even leaned over to Lior Garzon. I said, Lior, when our name's called, I don't want you jumping on anyone's foot because Lior after our <laughs> UConn win in celebration, hurt her ankle. So that I think lightened the mood a little bit for all of us. So we were just, as soon as we saw our name called, uh, just, yeah, the crowd erupted. Uh, you could see the player's reaction. It was really cool. Just the genuine, um, feel the elation of seeing that their, their goal was then, uh, accomplished in getting in, uh, to the NSA tournament. Let's talk a little bit about the matchup uh, in a 6-11 game. You'll get BYU in Ann Arbor. Uh, obviously, everybody's outstanding this time of year. Mm-hmm. Their record, I think 26-3, and says a lot. Yeah. What do you see on film? What are you going to encounter in this squad? Yes, uh, you, you nailed it by saying like everyone at, at this point in this tournament is 
uh, the best of the best. So BYU, they are extremely fundamental, very efficient in, in what they do. Uh, and I I feel that's been BYU basketball for a stretch of time, but you see this particular group, they're very experienced. You know, they have uh, some veteran players on the team, um, some transfers who came in, you know, who had experience at other universities and just understand the system and style that BYU plays. Uh, I, I don't feel it, it's a, I feel it's a really good matchup um, in understanding because it is a system and uh, some uh teams I could compare them to that for our players to recognize is Creighton in their execution of uh, some five out offense and cuts and reads um, Providence as well. So it's something that our players have seen. Now, when you talk about the individual um, matchups that's where, you know, you're always uh, looking for your, your players to step up. I think physically uh, they're strong. They're going to try and knock us off on our mark, uh, what we're running on offense uh, I, I think our team has grown so much this year. And, you know, as uh, Maddie Seacrest goes, uh, as do the Cats. So uh, I think she's a tough matchup for uh, the majority of teams that we face and counting on that to be uh, the same here against BYU. I'll talk about Maddie in a second, but to the point where you have kind of a, and you can point to this BYU team and give the kids kind of context because you could play anyone this time of year and you could face mm-hmm. any kind of a system and it could be something these kids aren't familiar with. How much of, I don't want to say an advantage, but how much of a comfort is it that you can tell the kids, okay, what you're seeing, what you're going to see here is what you faced, you know, here and what you faced here. And, it, and they will mm-hmm. have kind of the muscle memory of having gone through that and it makes it a little less daunting in a tournament situation. Absolutely. I, I feel that uh, it, it really helps the younger players. I mean, just in conversations I was having with Lucy Olson and reminding her that you have played uh, the top guards in the Big East and some of them being top guards in the country. You know, you see some of the Paul players. So just reminding her of what she has done to this point. So she's not going to see anything different uh, in style of play that BYU will show. You know, kids taking it off the the dribble, pull up jumpers, uh, just to remind her like to use her length, keep people in front and contest shots. So I do feel I could see that in her a little bit of relief instead of that nervousness of, oh my gosh, this is the big stage. I need to do this and the other. It's keeping it as simple as possible in what we do and what each of our individual players do. So it really does help uh, being able to compare them to some other players that they have faced. And then, as I mentioned, uh, style of play. Uh, in teams that we face through the, throughout the season. Maddie Seacrest, it, it numbers are obnoxious. The, your record with her in the lineup, uh, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. forget she was hurt uh, yeah. for a time earlier in the season. Uh, just from a coaching standpoint, how much of a a comfort is it to know that most times, often than not, you're going to have the best player in the gym and you can build kind of from there? Yeah, it's uh, it definitely uh, allows you um, to play the game or prepare your team and prepare the game at a different level when you have a player like Maddie Seacrest. She uh, she her her numbers, as you mentioned, are off the charts, but she has learned to impact the game even without uh, 
scoring the ball and um, finding her teammates uh, or talking on D by doing all of those things. When she's off the court, she has been involved in each possession at practice. And it's just raised everybody else's level of competition um, throughout practice and uh, in the games. And I know it also gives them comfort like that. She gives them confidence. They feel it. They know they're capable of doing so much. But when things aren't going their way, they know Maddie uh, is there. Uh, I don't want to say bail them out. That's not the case, but capable of making a play. And I think that's different. You know, early in her career, uh, plays were made uh, within within the offense, you know, with uh, her playing her freshman year, so many minutes and uh, how Harry would direct the offense, would get her looks. So it allowed her uh, that comfortability of making shots uh, last year, uh, looking for her to do a little bit more, add to her game. And she really did. And then this year she is now learning to uh, dictate possessions, even though she's not your typical guard, you know, she is a, um, I'd say positionless player, but the ball isn't always in her hands, but she has learned to uh, really dictate the possession, whether the ball is in her hands or not. And that's, that's a special player, you know, that's a player at the next level. So it's been really great to watch her growth. Uh, but as I said, just her leadership and, how she's taken this team like, under her wing and, and convinced them like we're, we're capable of going to the next level. And uh, you can even see it now in preparation for uh, first round, of the NSA tournament. She's, she's like, we're not just happy to be here. We're going to make some noise while, while we're in this tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be, I was kind of my next question was it's gotta be incredibly powerful to have the best player. One of the best players in the country the example it sets not to be satisfied, not just with the team success, but with herself as a player. And it's got to be incredibly powerful for the younger kids to see because they know she could probably coast and still get 20 and 10 just based on her talent. And to see her pushing the ep- the, the envelope uh, in a lot of cases, I would imagine that's almost more powerful than anything a coach could, could do. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's what's special about Maddie. You know, she uh, made made a decision. She wanted to come to Villanova and uh, she wasn't, you know, recruited by, as we say, these power five schools. So Maddie has the mentality of, I'm going to prove I belong on the floor. I'm going to prove that I'm a great player and that my team is great. And with that mentality, so many, you know, you, you can, the sky's the limit. So many good things happen. So she has not wavered from that mentality. She won't lose that. It's in everything she does. She's just a worker. She doesn't know any other way, but the routine that she has put in place and that discipline. uh, And and as you say, just being hungry for more. We we talked um, last week and I just said, like, we're, you know, checking some boxes of accolades that you wanted to achieve individually. And uh, as a team, I said, uh, you do understand there, there are, uh, there's a lot more to your game and um, other achievements on the way. And she's like, oh yeah, absolutely. So you can just see her wheels are always turning as to how much higher can we climb. Past her, who are some other kids that hold keys to success for you here? If you're going to put a run together. Yeah, it's a, uh, I would say just this particular group, I'm going to start with our freshmen. And I I wish I had 
uh, made this recognition to them as a whole. Like I would talk to media about it, but I, after our loss at Seton Hall, you know, we went on that great run, you know, beat Connecticut, beat Marquette in overtime at our place, um, played Seton Hall that it was our fifth game, in like eight days. And you could just see we were running out of steam. And I, I could see like the team was a little bit defeated, but I explained to them, like the reason we're in this position and why we're having success this year is because of each and every one of you, but our freshmen came in in June with this swag about them. They were just came in open eyed, like, Hey, what do we need to do? We're ready. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to compete. We're going to be good teammates. And they have been all of those things. And I feel that they raised our level of competition at workouts and uh, practice from the beginning. And that elevated Maddie's game, Brianna Hurley's game, uh, you know, Brooke Mullen, Lior, Lior Garzon, players who have returned, you know, significant minutes last year and success. Um, but I, I just give them a lot of credit. I love their attitude. I love uh, just as I said, their swag, uh, bringing that each and every day um, and talent wise, like they had it so they can match. It wasn't discrepancy there within their talent, but other areas of growth, you know, you saw Lior Garzon recognized as the most improved player in the big East, you know, as a sophomore. And, and we had said uh, when the season started, like Lior was going to be the X factor. We were moving her into a starting spot. We need her to do more than just shoot threes as she did last year. And uh, just continues to do that, you know, cut into the basket, posting up Brianna Hurley uh, as a, a six year grad student. You know, she is she's remarkable because she comes in to practice every day as if she's a wide eyed freshman. Like, what do we have today? <laughs> and that's impressive because you, you know, usually you, you could be like pulling teeth like oh, another day. But she resets that um, mentality each and every day. And I, I often mention how Brooke Mullen is a little bit of a unsung hero for us. You know, she's doing all the dirty work on the defensive end, uh, making the right passes on the offensive end. I think she's capable, you know, knocking down shots, but uh, there's times she's like, oh, there's somebody else open. You know, she's selfless and finding them. Uh, so, but her number's called. She, she's going to uh, look for hers. So I just feel this group has really grown in the time we've had with them uh, because of just the mentality of wanting more of themselves and each other. And you guys put a run together last year in the WNIT. Uh, mm -hmm. Does that, is that kind of a foundational piece for tournament success and, and, you know, understanding what it takes to climb the ladder of a tournament at a high level? Is there, you know, could you kind of see the seeds of this season maybe planted a little bit during that? You could, I mean, any opportunity to continue to play, like you're excited about it. Um, and when we did string together a couple wins, you could see their excitement, like, oh, all right, like we're doing some some good things here and beating Florida convincingly. Uh, but there's still like there's that hesitation of how far can we go? Like you could you could feel that a little bit. And I had explained to the team, uh, I had a watch party here at my house uh, last year's selection Sunday, knowing we weren't getting in, but I wanted them to see it. Like I wanted them to feel uh, the excitement of other teams getting in. And I explained to them when we were in that NIT tournament, I said, this is our farewell tournament. Like this is our farewell to the NIT. Like you, you are here, you're going to continue to grow and get better. We're going to play for the seniors, but we're looking for more here and we're going to demand more from you. So I felt they heard that and bringing it into this season again, started with workouts, uh, them all being together for a full preseason 
but I do feel like November, December, when we were losing some games, Maddie got injured. We never talked about it. Like we didn't talk about that conversation of the farewell to the WNIT, but I do remember at Thanksgiving in circle, just asking everyone what they're thankful for and what they were uh, looking to do. And that there was a mention like working to get to the NSA tournament. We talked again, like at the new year, okay, some new year's resolutions. What do you have? Get to the NSA tournament. So they were having these conversations together. Like, and I always say like a team makes a decision to do something, you're going to own it and good things can happen. So you could just see them, continuing to fight for it. Uh, and that's why I think it was a little bit heavy as March rolled around and we felt good about some of the wins we had, but the conversations of, well, last four out, Villanova, you know, bubble team, all this and the other. So you could see a little bit of panic in them, but we just kept reminding them, do what we're capable of and everything else will take care of itself. And I think that's the game in general. Like do what you're you prepared for what you are capable of and the result will take care of itself. So uh, this is a a great example of uh, that message and lesson that I think we all need on a daily basis. That will do it for this bonus episode of one-on-one with Matt Leon. Thanks to Denise Dillon for the conversation. Villanova's game with BYU tips off at 1 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. You can follow one-on-one on Twitter at one-on-one pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Thanks for listening.